Hey guys, this is Hans Hess. Thanks for joining me for my podcast. Um, we've been dealing with the subject of famous last words, examining the famous last words of Jesus on the cross. Now, there are seven of these sayings that Jesus gave from the cross if you study all of the Gospels. I've just been focusing on three of them. First of all, woman, behold your son. And then secondly of all, my God, my God, why, are you, why have you forsaken me? And then the third one today comes from John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Now actually in that passage, we have two last sayings. One is, I thirst. The second is, it is finished. But I just want to focus on, it is finished. In the original language, the term, all things were now accomplished, that term accomplished, and the term, it is finished, are both the same Greek word. That is the term, tetelestai. And the term, tetelestai, simply means it's completed. And it was used in various different ways in uh, the ancient world. First of all, a servant would be sent by his or her master to do a project. And after the servant would complete that project, he would come back and say, I have finished to Telestai. In a second way, a merchant would place a stamp upon a piece of paper saying that a debt had been paid in full. And it would, it would mean it is completed. You owe nothing more or to Telestai. And in a third way, in the Old Testament sacrificial system of the temple, the priest would examine the lambs and the uh, animals that were to be sacrificed, and if the an animal didn't have a spot or blemish, the priest would say, the animal is complete or is whole or is perfect to Telestai. And in all three nuances of that term, we see Jesus fulfilled them perfectly. First of all, he came to do the Father's bidding, the Father's will, and he said from the cross, it is finished, meaning I have completed all that the Father has sent me to do. Number two, when he said it is finished from the cross, for you and I, that meant all the sin debt that we owed had been paid in full. The debt was paid in full by Jesus, and there was a great exchange that went on. We exchanged our unrighteousness for his righteousness, and it was finished. And then finally, Jesus fulfilled all of the perfect requirements of an Old Testament sacrificial lamb. He was without spot. He was without blemish. He had no sin. The Bible says he was uh, tempted in all ways that you and I are, yet without sin. So he fulfilled this term completely. On the cross, the perfect work of Christ was finished. The Lamb of God had been sacrificed, and all of the world now could be reconciled back to God. Now let's turn our focus to our personal lives here just for a minute. Really, what this whole passage, I think, uh, what caused, what hinged this whole passage to Jesus' experience in the garden was a decision that He made to fulfill the Father's will completely. When he was in the garden praying, the Bible said his sweat became as great drops of blood. He was under such stress. And he prayed and he asked, he said, Father, if it be your will, would you let this cup pass from me? 
Then he says, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And, and he made a resolution. He made a decision. He made a final decision to go to the cross and to do the work that he had been sent to do. Well, in a similar way, you and I need to make some final decisions in our lives. So many times we're dealing with unfinished business and loose ends in our lives, and we're not making final decisions, whether it's about business or about family or about our relationship with God. Maybe some of you listening to me today, you're just, you're just exploring Christianity, and you haven't made that final decision to say, Lord, I'm completing this. I'm giving my heart to you. I'm going to serve you from this day on. You need to do that. You need to make a finishing decision. I remember when uh, my wife and I decided to move to North Carolina to take the pastorate of a church, we went through all this, you know, spiritual searching and uh, speaking to mentors and to great men and women of God that we had in our lives and had relationships with. And it's just like we could not get a final answer, it seemed like. There was always, you know, two sides of the coin, two ways of looking at this. And then finally, we just we just made a a final decision. It said, "This is what we're going to do," and we decided. It seemed kind of unspiritual at the time. We'll come to find out it was it was a God thing. It was a God decision. It was a very spiritual decision. But we just had to make a decision to go do it. And maybe that's where you are. You just have to make a finishing decision, like Jesus said, "It is finished. I'm going all the way to the cross." And then once you make that decision, you have to step out and put action behind the decision. You have to get behind it and say, I'm going, I'm going to complete this. You know, in Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, there's this scene of Jesus walking to the place of crucifixion. And when he's almost there, he stumbles and falls. And of course, uh, Mel Gibson, who directed it, of course, they made great uh, drama out of this. He falls down and, you know, they slow it down and so in slow motion and all this. And, and, you know, when he's laying there, it becomes so dramatic, he gets back up and he walks the final few paces to the place of crucifixion and he gives his life away. He made a decision to fulfill it no matter what knocked him down, no matter what obstacles came his way, no matter what uh, Satan tried to do to him or the people tried to do to him. He made a decision and he got behind it with action to go all the way. Think about it. Satan tried to kill Jesus when he was born in Bethlehem by Herod's decree to kill all the young babies. Then he tried to derail him in the wilderness when he went out and was tempted by Satan, but he didn't allow that to happen either. Even at Caesarea Philippi, he told Peter, get behind me, Satan, because Peter was trying to derail him. He said, don't go to Jerusalem. You know, if suffering's ahead of you, don't go that way. But he put him behind him. And then in the garden, he prayed and he made this finishing decision to go all the way. But thank God when he said it was finished, it didn't mean it was over. Because on the third day, he came up out of the grave, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. The book of Ephesians tell us, tells us that he led captivity captive when he ascended to the Father on high. He came out of the grave victorious. The church creeds tell us that he went into the belly of hell and preached to the spirits in prison, according to Peter. And uh, if we look at Peter's exegesis, that term spirit always means demonic spirit, at least in Peter's works. So why in the world did he have to go do that? Well, evidently he went and announced to all of the fallen spirits who were in captivity, he announced his reign and he announced his 
Jesus' triumph over death and hell and sin. Not only that, we have this rich church tradition that he went and he liberated the souls that were in uh, in a kind of a holding place. Maybe Old Testament saints and the righteous of years past. He maybe went and liberated all of those and took them with him to heaven when he arose from the dead. So anyhow, what a powerful scene. It, when he said it was finished, it didn't mean it was over. It, it, 30 days later, he came out of the tomb conquering death, hell, and the grave so you and I could live lives free and that our relationship could be reconciled to God. This is the meaning of the Resurrection Sunday. This is the meaning of Easter, the holiest day of the church calendar. We celebrate the fact that Jesus said, it is finished. Your sin debt is paid for. Now, you need to make a decision. You need to make a final decision to follow him. You need to make a final decision to take your family to church. You need to make a final decision to turn your life around. It begins with an act of your will, responding to the call of the Father, making that final decision to say, God, this is what I'm going to do, and this is the way I'm going to walk. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and make his face shine upon you and walk toward him. Make that decision today to serve him with all of your heart and to never quit and never look back. Love you guys. God bless y'all.